0: Good morning, good morning, Bible Way, Atlas Road. Will you put your hands together and bless the Lord in this house? Come on, you can do better than that. Open up your mouth and bless God with the fruit of your lips. Come on, do I have any real praises in here that realize that if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side on come on praise him because of his God praise him for his goodness come on he woke you up this morning and not only did he wake you up he got you up somebody praise him today now father we bless you when we honor you once again you have summoned us here that we could hear a word from you Thank you for another opportunity to gather in this house and in this virtual space. And we came to worship you today. And Father, we ask now that you would have your way. Anoint every ear to hear and every heart to receive what you shall say. Say Satan, we serve you in eviction notice. You're not wanted here. You're trespassing. And we declare the glory of the Lord in this house so now God do like only you can do touch like only you can touch deliver like only you can deliver save like only you can save set free like only you can set free because we trust your sovereignty today Lord we won't make any special request we'll just tell you any way you bless us we'll be satisfied bless us to the degree that when we leave this place we're not leaving like we came but we're Going home better because we have heard from heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people, clap your hands, open up your mouth, and bless God in this house. Do me a favor, look at a neighbor and look at a neighbor and help me say, Neighbor or neighbor, I don't mean to get on your nerves. I really don't have time give you my testimony and really what I've been through ain't none of your business but I want you to know I don't look like the hell I've been through and the reason I don't look like what I've been through will you just high five somebody and tell them the Lord has been good to me he's been better the Lord has been good to me certainly we honor the Lord for being here back at Bible Way Church Atlas Road and I give honor to the priest of this house who is a man of great vision will you help me celebrate great leadership pastor Jackson I honor you To all of the deacons, elders, parishioners, to the mothers, Mother Jackson, what a gift you are to the body of Christ. Uh, To the staff here at Bible Way, you know, coming to Bible Way is an experience all by itself. Um, So the priests, so the people. And what can I say about... This woman of God who serves as the president of the women's department. She is my covenant sister for more than 24 years. I don't have enough hands to do it myself. But will you put your hands together and help me celebrate the one and only Willie Mae Jackson. I love you to life. To our online audience and to those of you uh, that stayed over for eight o'clock, I need your prayers. I am so delighted to be here, and I feel like preaching. I just need to know—anybody feel like having church? Anybody? Anybody? Come and feel like having church? We're gonna have a little church in here. Will you do me a favor? Look at a neighbor and tell him if you didn't come to praise God, don't you ever sit by me again. Look at him telling the. Oh, this, this section right here is the designated praise section. I, come on, talk to that neighbor. Do you tell him this section right here, all on this section. Tell him this is the section. God in this place. Luke chapter 13, I will begin reading verse number 10, reading from the ESV version. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit. For 18 years, she was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed, woman, you are freed, woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her. I didn't come for everybody, but I know somebody today need a touch from the Lord. If that's you right where you are, just wave your hand and say, hey, God, touch over here, touch over here. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. On your way down to your seat, just touch everybody you can reach and help me repeat my subject. Tell them I'm still trusting in God. I'm still trusting in God. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. As we come to the conclusion of this Women's History Month here at the Bible Way Church, Atlas Road, it is important for us to remember and understand the significance of a woman. A wise woman once shared with me, and I quote, a man works from son to son, but a woman's work is never truly done. And ladies, I know you will agree with me when I say that we are never really afforded the opportunity to just shut down and completely detach from our reality. When we consider the many hats that we wear, mothers and wives and aunties and big sisters, grandmothers and intercessors, CEOs and chauffeurs, co-laborers and entrepreneurs, the truth is, as much as we say that we're going home, turning off the phone, and not be bothered with anything and anybody we all know that we cannot simply do that. As a woman, we are inundated with the complexities of being all things to others, often at the risk of losing ourselves and our true identity. That is, who we are, where we're going, and what we have been called to do. Now, commonly, when we mention women in the Bible, most of us think of Esther. Because, after all, she was a beautiful queen in the palace with servants at her disposal. Some of us think of the woman with the issue of blood because of her heroic push through the mob-like crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. Then we have Sarah and Hannah and Deborah and Ruth and Naomi and the list goes on and on. But as I pondered, And as I thought about it, and while these women have become the staple for biblical women, the more I thought about it and the more I pondered it, in fact, we have more in common with this woman who does not make the top 20 list in fact she she gets no fanfare she gets very little publicity and as I thought about it, we have more in common with this woman than any of the women's that I previously mentioned, because we all have Dealt with some situation, some circumstance, some personal struggle, or some disabling spirit that we cannot change and we cannot control. We've all had to face challenges and the vicissitudes of life dealing with things that has been holding us hostage. We've all had moments in our lives where we've questioned God, how do I get out of this situation? Oh, women, you understand, you know, you understand. As women, we have a natural knack of loving things that don't love us. Mm -hmm. You you, you know, we have this innate ability uh, to seemingly make deposits and investments into what only makes withdrawals from us, leaving us completely depleted. Oh God, help me preach in here today. They are disabling spirits. Somebody help me say disabling spirits. Disabling spirits affect us physically, but they also affect affect us mentally and spiritually, debilitating us in other ways. They undermine our thoughts. They weaken our will, damage our determination, take away our hope and our expectation. So the question must be raised, what? What do I do when disabling spirits threatened to rob me of the abundant life that Christ has already secured? How do we we regain our freedom and our focus from disabling spirits, things that restrict us, things that hinder us, things that confine us? How do we get delivered from something that is slowly eroding, corroding, and eating away the very core, the very essence of who we are? Uh, Hindering us, disabling us from going and being and doing and having what God has already purposed for our lives. This is perhaps the most unusual healing story in all of the Bible. It is unusual because she does not Press her way through a crowd to get to Jesus. She does not come begging him for a touch, nor requesting her healing. In fact, she says absolutely nothing about being healed. My brothers and my sisters, I present to you today that there are those of us who are here right now who is dealing with something that is trying to disable you. And you're wondering, how do I move forward in my life? How do I move on in my life when I'm being controlled by something I can't? not control and it's getting out of control. Elvis. Elvis. May I suggest to you that the woman in our text gives us insight and answers. Notice with me if you will. She does not come questioning God as to why. She does not ask God when. This woman in our text remains consistent and what she knows God requires she remains consistent she remains faithful she remains committed and a major problem in the church is inconsistency you see we have folk that want to connect but they don't want to commit we we have those that uh, uh, that don't want to be consistent but we cannot we, we, we cannot we as PRN or as need basis. Uh, God is looking for consistency. You don't just come to God when it's convenient. Think about and what if God conveniently decided not to wake us up this morning? What if God was as inconsistent as some of us? What if God just said, decided, I don't want to be bothered with y'all today. Uh, we, God is looking for consistency and a real problem in the church is inconsistency. It's not that God doesn't have the power to deliver. It's not that God doesn't want to set us free, uh, but we must remain consistent we have to be consistent in our prayer life consistent in the study of God's Word and not just study of the word, but meditating on the Word of God this woman remains consistent she continues to worship God May I pause to encourage somebody today that whatever you're dealing with, whatever is disabling you, uh, whatever the enemy is trying to inflict upon you, uh, the fact that you are here today brings you one step closer to your deliverance. that you got up out of your bed and made your way to the house of the Lord this morning brings you one step closer to your healing. The fact that you showed up today uh, whether you're virtual or in person brings you one step closer to your breakthrough. It brings you one in the synagogue on the sabbath day and one of the congregants in the congregation has been identified as a woman with a disabling spirit king james refers to it as a spirit of infirmity which suggests to us that she is under a spiritual demonic attack the bible says for eight years this disabling spirit has caused her to be bent over and she does not have the power or the ability to straighten herself up. I need to pause parenthetically to ask somebody is there anybody here that has ever dealt with a problem a condition, a situation a circumstance a dilemma that has rendered you helpless. I mean something that you could not control and you could do absolutely nothing about. Maybe it It was a situation with a child or an illness or a a, a friction that had hit your body but you could do absolutely nothing about. Uh, It was controlling you and you couldn't control it. The Bible says she cannot straighten herself However, in spite of her condition, She does not make excuses. She does not allow this physical disability to rob her of her determination to worship. In spite of what she's going through, she does not allow this disability spirit to cause her to wallow in self pity. She does not sink into a deep depression. Stay home in the bed with the covers pulled over her head in the blinds clothes. This woman makes decision that in spite of her condition, in spite of what she's dealing with, she makes a conscious decision to worship God. My brothers and my sisters, we cannot afford to continue to make emotional decisions. We can no longer afford to make decisions based on how we feel and what they say or what they think no we've got to be consistent and consecrate ourselves this woman makes a conscious decision to worship God do I have anybody here that's got a made up mind that I will worship God I present to you I present to you that she experienced something in her worship that manifested the healing that she never asked for. I need to say that again. She experienced something in her worship that manifested the healing that she never asked for. Her healing is not in her questioning God. Her healing is in her worshiping God. and right about now I'm wondering do I have any real worshipers in here? I said right about now I'm wondering if I have any real worshipers that made up your mind in spite of what I'm dealing with. I will worship God. Things are not perfect in my life but I will worship God. Everything is not going according to plan. I will worship God I still have some concerns but I will worship God where the real worship at clap your hands open up your mouth and give God the highest praise in this house <clears throat> touch somebody tap them if they sleep and wake them up tell them it ain't nap time it's word time I came to worship God I didn't come to look at you I came in here for the expression. Worshipping and praising my God. That's why, more often than not, you will always hear me preach messages and sermons about worship because worship brings us into the divine presence of God, worship ushers us. To the heart of God and not the hand of God. And I've learned, I've discovered that we can get more from God by worshiping God than we ever will begging God. Ah, so 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 when I so when I when I wake up in the morning, I will worship Him. While I'm driving in my car, I will worship him. Logging on to a Zoom meeting, I will worship him. Cooking dinner and supper, I will worship him. Late in the wee hours of the morning, I will worship him, not because of who he is, but because of, not because of what he does, but simply because he of who he is. My God is worthy to be praised. Tap somebody and tell them he's worthy of your praise. It was God that woke you up this morning. It was God that g- gave you breath. Huh? You walked in here without assistance. Huh? You're not hooked to an apparatus that's breathing for you. Tell them God is worthy of your worship. There was something, there was something in her worship that manifested the healing she never asked for. The text says that she is dealing with a demonic attack and she cannot straighten herself up for 18 years. In biblical numerology, the number 18 is symbolic of bondage. So for 18 years, she's been in bondage. Luke the beloved physician does not give us the exact diagnosis But he describes her in this de- as bent over and she cannot straighten herself. He does not give us the exact diagnosis, but in my need to know and in my search for answers and in a deeper study, the Mayo Clinic suggests that this diagnosis could possibly be a condition known as kyphosis. Somebody help me say kyphosis. Kyphosis is an inflammatory disease that causes the bones in the vertebrae to fuse causing the posture to conform to the condition and what's problematic about this condition what is complexing and complicated is the thing that relieves the pain is also what causes you to conform to the condition because this condition is very painful sufferers lean slightly forward throughout the day and the more they lean to relieve the pain the more they conform to the condition. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to buckle on the pressure. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to conform. He, he wants you to, to comply. But do I have anybody here that's got a made up mind? I will not conform Romans 12 1 and 2 says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice in other words consecrate yourself so you don't have to conform to the devices of the enemy and that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to is still right. I don't care who don't live it. It's right by itself. We serve a holy God. We read a holy Bible and God is still looking for a holy people. He said be ye holy for I am holy. Consecrate yourself. He says and be not conformed to this world the devil is a liar I will not conform he's expecting you to give up give in give out throw in the towel and tell God never mind but I made up my mind come what may I'm still trusting in God shake somebody's hand and tell them I'm still trusting in God (laughs) May, uh, may I rush to tell you, uh, yes, uh, that the enemy uh, is hoping that you would buckle under pressure. Uh, he's hoping to apply so much pressure that you'll give up on what God promised. Uh, he's counting on you bending and buckling uh, under the weight and the gravity of what you're dealing with. Uh, he's expecting you to quit. Ah, uh, But tell somebody I'm still trusting in God. Uh, refuse to conform. I refuse to compromise. Look around your row and find somebody that looks like they're stuck. Huh? Find you somebody that looks like they're at the point of giving up. Huh? Find somebody that looks like they can't take anymore and tell them consecrate yourself. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Many of us today are facing challenges with disabling spirits that has us bent in bondage. Spirits such as fear, somebody help me say fear fear is an overrated trap of the enemy that that is designed to keep us bound and in bondage. It is a thief of progress. It is a robber of growth. Fear is the assailant of a fulfilled life. Fear causes dreams and visions to go unaccomplished and prayers to go unspoken. The truth is you would have mastered it by now, but fear stifles you. The truth is you would have accomplished it by now but fear overwhelmed you and so now you're afraid. You're afraid to move forward. You're afraid to move on. You're even afraid to ask but may I remind you that the word of God says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7 God has not given us the spirit of fear but a power, love and of a sound mind. I ain't scared look at somebody and tell her I'm not scared uh, I th- he's given us a sound mind uh, you see we got to understand that what we need from God are uh, uh, some of the things we need we don't have it not because it's not available uh, is dealing with a disabling spirit. I don't know what the woman is dealing with in the text, but anger is another disabling spirit. We're living in a time where seemingly everybody's mad. Well, I ain't mad. I refuse to allow anger to cause me to miss out on what I know God has for me. Anger is a disabling spirit. you got to understand that God has too much in store for you for you to be angry and mad over insignificant, irrelevant things. I Mad, you can't make me that mad. Well, I'm gonna miss out on God. You, you, you can't punch my buttons. You can't get on my that nerve that Jesus died for. I know that God has a blessing for me, and I got my money on my. I got my mind on my promise, and my promise on my mind. And I refuse to let anything and anybody. Call With folks and at odds with God, you ain't worth it. Whatever the situation is, it ain't worth it. Consecrate yourself so that you can get all that God has for you. Just look down your road and tell me, I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't I ain't I want everything that God has for me. The enemy, the enemy wants us to conform, he wants us to compromise. He wants us to settle. Why settle for less when God has so much more for you? Uh, He wants us, and not only does he want us to conform, and not only does he want us to compromise, but he wants us to congeal. He wants you to get stuck, uh, stuck in depression. Uh, He wants you to get stuck, uh, stuck on a dead-end job. Uh, He wants you to get stuck, uh, stuck in limbo, but the devil is a liar. Uh, I'm going to consecrate myself uh, so that I can and get all that God has for me. Uh, the enemy wants to dismantle you. us. Uh, he wants to distract us uh, uh, in any way that he can uh, because he's trying uh, to get you to be bit all out of shape. Uh, do you know that the last attack of the enemy was designed to destroy you, but it didn't work? The devil couldn't stop you. If he could have, you wouldn't be here today. you got to understand that it was designed to destroy you, but it didn't work. The diagnosis was designed to destroy you, but it didn't work. The divorce was designed to destroy you, but it didn't work. The loss of a job, the loss of a child was designed to destroy you. Somebody wave your hand and shout it didn't work. It didn't, work. it didn't work it didn't work hallelujah it didn't work she's under a demonic attack the bible says but she's still in worship for 18 years she's bent over she has not given up on her god her condition is not any better but her faith is increasing day after day night after night her condition is worsening but she still Trusting in God. I, I know, I know, I know. I, I know some of y'all are ready to get out of here because it's raining outside. But can I get you to lean on your neighbor, oh Lord, and help me send? tell them I'm still I'm still trusting in God will y'all help me preach on this side will you look at a neighbor help me say neighbor I've had to cry in the midnight hour but I'm still I'm still trusting in God look at another neighbor and help me say suffer in silence but I'm still trusting in God say yes Lord somebody shout a yes Lord if you will allow me to use my spiritual imagination six years in the condition but she's still trusting in God because faith it ain't what you see faith is what you know the power Posture, uh-huh, has affected her vision, uh, but her position uh, has not changed. Uh-huh. Will you tell one more person uh, I'm still, I said I'm still uh, trusting in God. Uh-huh. I'm wiping tears from my eyes, uh, but I'm still uh, trusting in God. Uh-huh. I lay awake at night. Uh-huh. ¡Ah! of turmoil and agony but she's still trusting in God you see sometimes when you're trusting in God it'll make you look foolish because there's a thin line between faith and foolishness but is there anybody here that can say like Paul I know in whom I believe and I am persuaded that he is able in horses, uh, others trust in chariots uh, but I will trust uh, in the name of the law year number 17, uh, holding on the hope uh, faith uh, and expectation while wrestling with self doubt, anybody here today ever had to wrestle with self doubt? The Bible records a story in Mark chapter 9. The man comes to Jesus. He said, Lord, if you will, heal my son. Jesus asked the man, Do you believe? He said, Lord, I believe, but help thine, mine unbelief anybody ever had to wrestle with your home whole nap because you had been there so long that it didn't look like God was going to come through but he showed up yeah right before you gave up he worked it out before you checked out he brought you back from the trenches he got Them. Tell them whatever you do, keep trusting in God. Say yes, Lord. I don't know about anybody else, but I made up. A- I'm trusting in God this woman in our text is still trusting God because the Bible said in verse number 10 that she's in the synagogue on the Sabbath day I don't know I really don't know I don't know who I've been on to bless, uh, but somebody under the sound of my voice, uh, somebody watching on the line. Uh, oh yeah, uh, you're going through something, uh, and it appears that it's not getting any better. Uh, you're going through some pain—the uh, pain of a broken relationship, uh, the pain of a troubled child, uh, sickness and disease that ravages your body, uh, and it seems that the odds uh, are not in your favor. Uh, you're talling with a dilemma huh? yeah long huh? but God told me to tell you huh? no matter what it looked like huh? he said tell you huh? I'm about to bring closure huh? to your crisis huh? you gotta understand huh? I said God told me to tell you huh? that I'm about to bring closure huh? to your crisis huh? shake somebody's hand huh? and tell them I don't know huh? through. uh, But God has already uh, consecrated your crisis uh, to bring glory uh, to his name. That's the wrong somebody. Tell one more person uh, the Lord that faith coming by hearing uh, and hearing by the word of God uh, in verse number 12 uh, the Bible said when Jesus calls her uh, yes, yeah, she comes uh, she comes because God uh, responds to faith uh, and faith uh, always respond to God uh, I need to say that again uh, when she calls her uh, it is not her condition uh, that comes uh, because when she 我想說 Hello. will ask me to speak to one of the youth that is having a little trouble, going through a little something, something. And when I meet with them, I ask them how they're doing. Everything okay in school? And they look at me and say, I'm straight. Ask them how are your grades? Uh, Any any particular subject in school that you're struggling with? And then there's a little silence. And then they say, No, I'm straight. Uh Bible says that Jesus touched her. And immediately she was made. Somebody help me say it straight. Somebody that need God to make it straight. God sent me here to prophetically declare that He's about to straighten you up and He's about to straighten it out. I need you to tell seven people uh, God is about to straighten it up and He's about to straighten it out. You need God to do it, shall Lord? Straight, straighten up my marriage shout straighten it up lord on her. Immediately she was straight. She didn't look around for somebody else to validate that she was straight. She didn't look to somebody else to confirm that she was straight. The Bible says that immediately she was straight and glorified God. You better give God a in here, because he's doing it right now. She's in full-stage renal failure. She has congested heart failure. She has pneumonia. She needs a lung transplant, a heart transplant, and a kidney transplant. She's never smoked or did drugs a day in her life. She had high blood pressure. I need to pray for a young lady that's holding a baby in the back with an orange look like a y'all know I'm over 60 now my color might be looking. Yes. will you come? Because y'all clap while she come. Somebody get the baby. Can somebody get the baby? you almost didn't come today because it was raining the Holy Ghost told me to tell you that so you'll know that this is the Holy Spirit and not Ruby speaking you almost changed your mind in fact three times the enemy told you to turn around and go back home it's raining lift your hands because God told me to tell you to bring closure to your crisis now if y'all can't get happy and celebrate with her for that the lord told me to tell you he's doing it right now when you get back home i need something I need to pray for this gentleman right here. And yes, and looks like olive. Yes, sir. Looks like it's an olive green suit. Do you mind? Pastors, do y'all mind? Sir, lift your hands. Yes, there's a healing that's about to hit your body. Y'all did He said, I believe it. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God there's two conditions that God is going to heal you of immediately that is diabetes and high blood pressure but the Lord told me to tell you that he's dissolving the tumors, the nodules in your prostate gland and I just need I I don't need everybody but if I can get a hundred people just help him praise God, glorify God to what God is doing in his life.